Welcome everyone to Ron's Roundtable, your unofficial podcast for all things VFriends Compete and Collect gameplay. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm thrilled to be your guide in this exciting world of strategic fun. On this show, we're diving deep into the immersive universe of VFriends Compete and Collect, exploring gameplay strategies, existing gameplay mechanics, and uncovering those hidden rule suggestions that can give you the edge that you need. Whether you're a seasoned CNC competitor or a hobbyist looking to enhance your skills, this podcast is for you. We'll be tapping into the expertise of fellow CNC enthusiasts and top-tier competitors who will share their invaluable deck-building strategies, tactics, and insights. You'll learn the secrets to outwitting your opponents and achieving victory. This is your update as of November 3rd on eBay. We have a lot of boxes flying off the shelves, right around 255 260 There was one that went for 315 for whatever reason. Um, we do have a couple single cards. A Rare Devil went for 150 a Skilled Skeleton Rare, 95 uh, That 150 Devil was also a Rare. This was an interesting one. An Alpaca went for less than 750 so there was an offer accepted. The num- number one, one of one, Anteater went, it was a bubblegum Anteater, went, it got an accepted offer under 750 Two Pandas went for 55 um, what was interesting to me was this partial uh, set was two ninety eight oh five. It went on a bid, and uh, that's what it ended up going for. So two forty out of two fifty one. I assume that they're missing quite a few of those tier one cards if that's the price. Uh, another box went for two sixty five. So those are boxes and singles are going pretty good. Uh, we're looking at super stickers at the moment too. There was a pristine ten hungry hammerhead hard to get a pristine on some of those uh especially the hammerhead and went for eighty dollars uh three bandicoots fifty dollars that was on a bid uh or on an auction rather uh, a raw blobfish went for 21.99 so a lot of uh, a lot of action on the stickers as of the 31st a couple sales in the last two days but uh super stickers seem to be at a stagnant pace at the moment some of those uh regular Jelly Jacko and Gritty Ghost, $12.99 for the super sticker. So um, now's the time to buy if you're looking at super stickers on those core form from the uh, Halloween set. All right. Hey, be sure to check out Fanatics Live. They have a show on November 9th and November 7th. November 7th is at 5.55 and November 9th, 4 p.m., they, I believe, are totally sold out of the spots, but they usually put for sale some of these spots to be able to break boxes, get packs, get singles. Always there's free giveaways. Also check out the To The Moon new stream, formerly Teachers Collector's Corner, and also Jay Courage over there on Twitch. Those guys are always a wealth of knowledge and super fun to check out all of their episodes um, they are always giving us access to the pins, the cards, all types of different collectibles um, because this stuff sells out pretty quick, as you know, if you're in the ecosystem. So these guys are always giving us a chance to get into it. All right. Thank you. Today's guest, Ryan Turner, a.k.a. Food is Fuel on Twitter, New York-based sports dietitian. He is devoted to be friends like you wouldn't even believe. Um, this is a little bit of an older episode for... I, in all honesty, just forgot to upload it. We recorded this, geez, I think it was like four or five weeks ago at this point. We've already had the CNC battle that we allude to. We've already had the chorus tournament that we are talking about. So 
Um, please bear with us as we, we talk about some of the things that are upcoming, but they've definitely already happened. Uh, Ryan is an absolute wealth of knowledge. We dive so deep into some of the gameplay and the mind tricks that we play. Please enjoy the show. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Mr. Ron? What's up, Ryan? How you doing today, my friend? Doing pretty well. Good, good. How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty incredible. We were uh, a lot of hanging out, school shopping, uh, went to the theater yesterday. A lot of cool stuff going on. We went to saw, went to see uh, a show called Six. It's the Six Wives of Henry the Eighth, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a an hour long concert. It was like a single, single, uh, it, no intermission. So just single act show. So it was in and out pretty quick. I was kind of, I was expecting to be there until midnight, you know, to get home at midnight or whatever. But we were in and out, and that was exciting for a Sunday night. Yeah, for sure. You have you have kids, I'm assuming. I don't know if we have talked about this. Yeah. Um, so my daughter, she's 14, uh, stepson. He didn't go. Uh, he's 23. He's actually a, officially a veteran now. So he was in the Navy and then my wife as well. So my wife, Ooh, my daughter, man. and I, we, we all went up to Cleveland, actually. First, oh, nice. first time at that theater, too. It was nice. It was beautiful. They had a little fluti- flautist, flutist, flautist, I think, whatever. She was playing. It was sure. beautiful. Yeah. All good. There's a there's an awesome show going going on right now for your daughter. I know that my daughter, my um, my, my wife went and they saw. It's called Anne Juliet. If you're familiar with it, okay. Um, I wasn't, but it uh, it basically is like the whole story of Romeo and Juliet, but it's redone from like a women empowerment vibe. But what it brings in is. All of the music from like late '90s, early 2000s, and so it's it's actually a pretty cool show. I mean, if you're if you're into six, some like show tunes kind of stuff kind of going on there, and then also um, I know check out and Juliet. It's a pretty cool show if you guys end up coming down towards New York anytime. So got it. No, for sure. Mind. We're always uh, we're always looking to travel around and, and watch shows. It's something that. I, I actually enjoy doing uh, some of my my friends are like, bro, like, what are you doing going to the theater? And I'm like, you obviously haven't went. You haven't gone to one. You're hating on it <laughs> and you haven't even gone to one, huh? And they're most of the time. The Ooh, answer is like, yeah. Yes, I've never gone to one. I'm like, yeah, check your ego, bro. It, they're fun. <laughs> it is. You know, I dated I dated a girl for six years who was in musical theater and um, I wasn't so into it. I wasn't against it. But then like. It's quite a world. It's like, it goes deep. It goes deep. And then, you know, I think there's some things about it that aren't as enjoyable, but like everything else just kind of like, you know, is puts it in perspective and keeps it really positive and fun. So anyway, for good sure. stuff. And happy back to school for everybody. So definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely insane at the outlet mall. So we got an outlet mall, like maybe 10 minutes from us. And it's usually pretty dead. Like being a local, you go to the outlet mall, you got access to like all the brands, but none of the crowd and now is definitely not the case so there's tons of crowds and uh it's exciting though to be around a bunch of people and that's half the reason i like going to shows and concerts and all that stuff and even like the cnc tournament i just like being around people seems to really really energizes me in particular so um all good all right so here we're back ryan and i uh chatted it up last week as well so we did a little pre a prelim to this one. We we play some compete and collect. We got to chat a bit. Uh, now you're also a part of the Kraken team, the upcoming CNC. Ooh, yes. 
So happy to have you on the squad. Uh, those of you who don't know, Teejer is running, uh, I think it's Teejer and IJ Rob running a to the moon battle series where it's going to be four teams composed of five individuals uh, competing against one another each week. And the, the like the little wrinkle in the whole thing is you can't just play with your power deck. You have to draft 62 different characters and build three decks of 20 cards. So there'll be two characters left over, but still um, it's going to be an interesting thing because maybe you, maybe you have a strong deck, maybe you got a, w- a couple weak ones. I'm not sure how, how that's going to go, but that's sort of the, the little wrinkle in it all. And uh, after the three weeks, best records, top two best records, play each other for the Super Bowl. Thousand dollar grand prize. It makes it serious. It really, you know, it really puts the stakes right, <laughs> right there. It's nice. It's, it makes it exciting now, you know? It does. It does. So then the thing about it, too, is like we've been talking just amongst our, our team, and we came up with like this whole list of um, all the list of cards that we have, all the very rares, the rares, the specs, like all of it. And, um, I think we're we're poised to make a really good situation happen because also too you don't have to actually like so somebody on your team has to own the card but you don't necessarily have to own the card so we're allowing proxies which is I think super important. I am excited. I feel like the draft is going to it's just like a little bit of anxiety there not knowing who you who you're going to be able to have and then kind of you know it's it really it's like you can't jump into this thinking that you're going to be able to come in with strategy right away. You have to now, and you're building more something that maybe has very limited, you know, amounts of it. So it's really, it's really, I think it's going to throw a good wrinkle in here. I think I'm most excited about just getting, I think more characters involved to be completely honest. Um, and seeing how people kind of go about. I'll be good. Yeah, it's interesting that they're going to have so many different characters inside of it because what what I think is going to happen is there'll be a lot of um a lot of accepting on on first round until we can see how the car like until we know how the teams are built, how they built their decks and their their strategy and until you know that, like I don't know how you play your actual hand. You know? Like, do you have some throwaway cards that you're just like, all right, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to throw these away. But then you got like your 15 cards that you're super serious about. And and you know that those are your strong cards. That's that's what I'm curious to see how people formulate their decks. Yeah, it's and I feel like the bluff is going to come in for sure. I mean, I guess, you know, you can definitely say that if you don't know what's like actually happening. But it's um. I feel like you can really end up playing games and getting yourself in deep when really you could just take your take your throwaway cards, know how to use those appropriately, and just keep the game moving pretty quick. Um, I think it's going to align itself pretty fast, I think, once we kind of jump into the first couple of games. But um, yeah, I think it'll be good. With, with the actual breakdown, when we're actually competing um, and we're having the person, like we have our four-person team, how are we deciding who's playing first again? On the actual, so our team in general, we just have to come up with that on our own. I don't think that there's like a set, like Ryan plays this Sunday, but he can't play next Sunday. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Um, I think that you, you could have the same three people play all the time if you wanted to. Um, that's, yeah. That's certainly a possibility. And that, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that as far as our team strategy, um, in our super secret meeting on Wednesday. Uh, 
<laughs> I think it would be good. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious where that strategy cause is going to end up coming in. And if there's something that we're not seeing right now in terms of how that gets played, like who's going to throw up maybe, you know, if there is a stronger person coming in or if there is someone who is better with the bluff or someone who ends up just like, no. And so I, I don't know. I'm just so I'm just so curious. I'm excited. I'm glad it's really evolving this way. So. I know. I love being a part of something that's so brand new that we have zero, almost like zero expectation and all all like curiosity in it. Yeah. And speaking of, how do you feel about this cores only? I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Um, I like it because a it introduces more characters, and b it it almost. Uh, it, because you can only have three characters from the like a single number, which is also something to consider. Like you can only have three characters from a sixty nine category, um, and so you can't just load up on on like the highest cards. Hey, my Wi-Fi is getting tossed around right now. Yeah, Sorry. You're, you're back. All good. Did you catch that? I was I was just talking about being able to only have three from a single number category, like 69, uh, 68. You can only have three characters from each of those categories. Yeah, um, I like it. I think it's challenging with some of those with some of those numbers, right? So. I don't have my notes in front of me that I was trying to kind of keep when I was doing it. I do, I do have my deck built, which I was trying to wait after this call to see if I want to submit that differently to Josh. Yeah. But I did end up, there was, there was, I got mine open right now. So like there's a ton of 69s. Yeah, that's easy. And I feel like your eye is going to be catching the 24s first, right? You're going to look at all your cards all the numbers that are going to have 24. And I feel like you run out of those, especially I think when you hit 65 or 66, maybe you don't have very strong cards to continue with. And then I think even when I got towards the end of building my deck, I think I had to fill one in and I just like, I took a random 66 in there that I don't feel very confident or strong about. But now we're putting this like empty, Emphasis on the sixty on the um, on the twenty four traits, mm-hmm. and then I'm curious as we get lower, right? You're going to end up having one trait sitting in twenty four, yeah, and then you're going to have these two really weak traits, and I think that's where it's going to get interesting. That's where you have the bluffing. That's where you're going to end up having, <laughs> I think, a little bit more of these. Like, um, I think you're going to be able to catch on to some people really quickly in terms of maybe how they're actually playing their hands. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because it was like, do we, do we end up grabbing something? I don't know if I have a good example right now, but do we end up grabbing something like, um, I don't even know this kind of works out this way, but like diamonds, hand, hen. Um, but if we end up having that, do we, do we end up choosing this that has basically, you know, 20 in aura, 24 in skill, 20 in stamina, or do we go with something like 22s across if that ends up working out that math? I think you will get what I'm saying that. Yeah, no, but I totally like, get it. Yep. That's, that, that's the big question, right? And I think that's what I would volley to you as a question. Do you think it's better to kind of like 
stick with building off the 24s well, or do you I think just, that there's going to be some so areas I, I just had raul on right before you and we were talking about strategies on these on like the higher end deck where you're always a 25 like you have to have the maximum amount of 25s i think with the cores only you have to have the maximum amount of, amount of 24s um mm-hmm. because those are going to be your cards that end up winning you whatever um and then if you you can't land on your 24 then you just kind of concede and and move forward um because i wouldn't want 22s across because like you'll lose on i mean most everything yeah if you go below 65s right so if you let's just kind of talk through it here if you get three of the 69s right so that's three of your cards you go 368s at six 67s nine 66 would be 12 that puts you right down at 65s for your 15 and then after 65 22s across um you don't really even see that so you're down into 63s right because 65s at 15 63s at 18 and then that's where you get to your 20th card which would be in the 62s so at that lower end, 22s across would, would win quite a bit, actually. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're uh, being dealt one of your... If you're being dealt that card mm-hmm. along with the person across from you, too, right? So it might end up being where you just might end up needing to read the hand for a second and see what's going to happen with that. And then you might just concede earlier. Sure. Um kind of move on from that point because I'm looking through what I what I have now. I mean, I think the competitive clown like snuck in here at some point, but I felt like that was almost contentious in my thinking as I was kind of like moving forward. Because those are 23, 19, 23, 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was something there. Like, was there, I mean, I think, the, I think that was a 65 issue. It didn't have another 24 option. Yeah, so. it was a... But, hey, we're excited. The eel and the skeleton, is gonna, they're, they're going to be making another play yeah. here. I um so I'll share with you my mail day today what what occurred so I'm super excited about one and like begrudgingly excited about the other one <laughs> so I'm excited about this one this came, oh nice buddy this came in today so very excited oh about I that. saw that I saw that one come up too you got that nice yeah and then I'm begrudgingly excited about that. <laughs> the skilled skeleton so the one i'm excited about those of you who are not like watching this obviously because it's a podcast i got a gift goat that i'm excited about and begrudgingly excited about the skilled skeleton rare um because it's a 25 so maxing out my 25s but yeah i think the uh the cores only is going to be fun because it's going to you can also like play some of your fun characters you know like it's not always these top tier characters. You can play a Gary B. You can play a Swaggy Sea Lion. You know these these characters that we haven't seen come out to play yet. Um, they're going to for sure, and I think it gives you a lot more latitude once you get down into these other numbers because there's more variation in in the actual cards. Like I don't know why there's just more variation in them, where they're not just one apart. They're you know sometimes three four numbers apart. Yeah, I think that's going to get the game moving a lot quicker, too. I mean, what's the lowest? It gets lowest. I do have 62, right? Because that's the amped AI 
single life. So that's the lowest one, right? That ends up having a 24 on there. So, but yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's going to be fun when some of these lower score characters, they kind of pull out the win for people and they end mm-hmm. up getting like, kind of like pedestalized in the moment and a little bit highlighted and people are like Heck excited yeah. about it. I think, I think like these characters are going to get like uh, a second identity of their own Yeah. as, Oh, the cores end up going on, which I think is going to be really, really, really. It's cool. similar to what's so. happened recently with the skilled skeleton and the and the eel. Like as much as shit talking as I talk on the eel, like <laughs> it gets a lot of. They both get a lot of play as a result of having twenty fives, and I think you're going to see the same thing with like a vibe and vampire who's got a twenty four. Um, yeah. Whatever you know, the, these other ones that have twenty fours. And then obviously the eel is going to be in everybody's deck. The skilled skeleton will be in everybody's deck. The termite will be in there. Uh, the hand <laughs> ten. I just think that you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of cool characters come out uh, tonight and tomorrow, or tonight and Thursday uh, during this cores only. And I like the fact that there's no TTT, so it's just heads up. You know, just playing heads up the whole time. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it'll be good. I think it's going to give them a uh, give them their heyday. Yeah, I think I'm excited, and this is like such a just a thought, one that like I feel like <laughs> isn't going to be complete together. But like when we when we bring in the concept of these like background cards, if they come in the way that we're thinking about it, yeah, this is what's stuck on my mind about utilizing some of these characters in terms of like you know, and someone else. This isn't I think an original thought by any means. I think I heard someone else talking about this, but like taking any of these characters that are like you know, air characters or bird characters or sea characters or scary characters and how you define those, I guess is going to be different, but being able to kind of play those in, I think is also going to highlight. I think if we keep this idea of cores in there, uh, like only, only cores, I think it's going to pull out, you know, a different kind of, um, way of playing. So I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm just overly excited That's about all that, but yeah, look, bef- before I left the, uh, before I left the, the nationals, just, just because they treated me so well, even though I lost, I had to, I had to grab some souvenirs. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go grab them, and I'm just, I'm just gonna see. I don't think they, they, I don't, I think they were at a ten skeletons by that, by that point, or else I would have grabbed one. Yeah. But I got a ten eel, and I was like, I feel like these two characters, like we're talking about, they're gonna take on this identity. I was like, I kind of want that as a souvenir right now. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's I already it happening. You know, I do think it was a good move. Uh, I think that they are. You know, part of the game. Part of the game is that you got to get the twenty fives. You got to max them out. So I think that it's really unique uh, that those are kind of shit characters. Otherwise, but now they're they're not so much because you could play them as a rare. It beats every single core out there, and it ties on a lot of them. So like, yeah. hey, if if it comes up, it's all good. I'm curious too what your thought is. So, like at the beginning of the game, there's a coin toss, there's a rock paper scissors, there's a thing to see who goes first. Um, are you a yeah. fan of attacking first or defending first? I think if I'm being completely objective, I don't. I don't really care in the moment. Emotionally, I feel like I would rather attack first, just because like I. I just. I don't want to think I'm going to lose the first hand based on someone else's um, prompt. I want to be able to prompt it. I want to start the game off, and I want to go that way. Not that if I end up losing the toss or I end up like being chosen to end up defending, that it would be an issue. I know it's getting deep. like It's such minutia right now. But it's like, yes, I would totally rather attack and just like go into it. Let's just get started. I'm going to give you my energy. I'm going to take over. Because <laughs> I think that's a big thing. I think it really... 
Yeah. Like any kind of card game, it's like, I'm going to show you I'm here, right? I'm not going to sit back too much, which maybe it's too aggressive, but no, definitely attack. I like it. Uh, no, I, I like the play. There's, uh, there's many schools of thought on it, but I listen, every single game that I win the attack, I'm attacking. Like I just, I have from the get go, I may change that up moving forward just to just because i got some of these other cards in my deck that i'm like well maybe if i was on the defense first i'd be able to manipulate it into where i want to and it kind of takes some of that decision making process off of me where i'm like okay well if they go if they attack me and i say and let's just say stamina and i'm running the e or i'm not the eel but i'm running the skeleton it's got a 25 in the skill i run it back on skill they deny, they go aura. I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go total and give them one of each instead of three of this thing. So like there's, there's some ways to think about it depending on if you're attacking, defending. I, I just like to get people's understanding of it. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on the rule set at the moment with the 15 rarity points and playing to seven? Uh, do you like both of those? Is there something that you'd like to see changed in either one of those? I, so I still don't have any need for me to go into any epics. I don't really carry any spec, so it doesn't really that doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the purpose of going into an epic, and I think only because of um, like I've never gotten a hand where like an epic was necessary to either beat me, and there was never a situation where my very rare did not end up winning. And so for me to end up, um, you know not being able to use all the allotted 15 points with the most cards possible, it doesn't end up hitting me yet. And it probably won't until like it really directly affects me in a game. Um, and so even, even with a lot of my very rares, they're not the highest score of very rares, but again, they've never lost in any kind of like TTT situation. Yeah. Um, and there might, com- there might be a, a, like a strategy that I'm not thinking about, but it's definitely something where, you know, I don't. I think that you know the whole spec and epic thing might not be so necessary at some point. Um, this is again my thinking, and it might not even be based in too much. But it's something here where it's like, can we make something like the epic or the spec a lot more um, strategic at some point? Because I don't think there's that much of, of a strategy holding it, other than just kind of like trying to show it off just to be completely honest with you. Yeah. So if there's going to be a different tournament where, you know, you are getting some of the high rollers in and you're trying to kind of now highlight those specs and highlight the epics in some kind of way, like that's, I think that will be cool. But I totally think like to me right now, and I've already talked to people who have had different opinions, but I think that we can wash the epic and the spec out and just kind of like, start from there and then see if something evolves from that from that point does that that make sense makes a lot of sense actually and we've had a lot of discussions about do you run more very rares over rares like what do you i think that a lot of people are of the mind that very rares are the way to go because you're going to beat most all the all the rares my concern with that is the same concern that i have with the running anything that's not a 25 is if you are in a non-TT situation, like let's say that you already called your TTT and the card comes up, you're screwed. Unless you can bluff your way into going total score, which then if the person that you're attacking or defending against your opponent 
if they run a deck that has more rares and they think they can run the score on you to, to total score and win because they think that you're running a core at the moment, that's an opportunity for you to expose that for sure because they think they want to go total because they have a rare and then you have the very rare sitting in your hand even though it might be a shit card. You just bluff your way into total score because they want to go total too. So it's just there, there's some there's definitely some strategy there, but I'm I'm like thinking these very rares might be the play. But at the moment, I'm running just full transparency. I'm running more rares than I am any very rares. Yeah, I mean, so the logic though, and maybe you kind of went through this right now, but throwing more very rares in there right now and going with less rares. Mm-hmm. The reason that you think because. Right. If you end up just having more very rares, you're just hoping that the only thing that's going to happen is that if you're if you're playing against someone that you maybe know loves to run it out to total more often, you now have the opportunity to win those hands a little bit more if you end up having more of those very rares. That's like the only situation that I'm Correct. seeing right now. If that's what you ended up saying, if that's how you described. It, I'm just not paying attention. Um, but still, like to me that's still such a guessing game. And you're only like, is it really worth it at that point? Is it really something that's going to play a huge difference? I guess like one hand can change a game around, but I don't know. I I think I just, I feel more confident going in with having more of those rares. Yeah. And that's where I'm at too, because inevitably I pull a freaking 24 across the board when it's the most inopportune time, and boy, I wish I had more rares. This was whenever I was playing the the epic deck, because um, I had an epic, I had a very rare, and then the rares, and it was just like I don't, I didn't, uh, I don't even know how I got to the to the finals, honestly, with running that deck, and uh, because you just you take the <laughs> you take a huge huge risk by by having such high number cards but low quantity of the actual cards where you can call a TTT. And like, I was just coming up against Nar. I was coming up in those opportune moments with like narwhals and aliens and devils. And I'm just, I'm like killing my, my ego here. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't do Well, that. here, let me, can I, can I highlight that situation? I think with those 24 across cards. So just to get clear on that, right. Cause you can, you can end up having those stronger, you can end up having those stronger 24s across if you um um you can have those stronger 24 across cards i'm just pulling up my notes really quick Mm -hmm. um are you going with rares with those most of the time right so hold on let me just get my thoughts and myself grounded here for a second see i think those cards are the ones that you play very rare I think that's the one that you should play very rares of. It's like Nifty Narwhals, the Aliens, and the Devil. Like those should be your very rares because they're your weakest cards. But at least they give you two outs. Yeah. Um, so I'm just buzzing someone in. Um, yeah, they they definitely give you the outs. I think it definitely ends up helping. So this is because my thinking was like when you end up playing the the Alert Ape, the Elf right? The kind of warrior, the moth, those are the best options for very rare, right? What, 
and this is me going back into my past notes and i don't i don't think i've evolved any other way yeah, i think I, only because we're having we're getting some of those lower score with the 23s in there so it's going to kind of throw things off see i don't those, think those i don't think i go below 72 in my deck well let me operate here knowing that i don't have a gift goat which i wish i did right yeah oh wait uh, i do have i have the ninja I threw a ninja in there, and then one of my rares is like a bullshit card. That would beat all the cores if we could. So what am I throwing off then? Because like in my mind, I I knew I'll take the twenty fours across, and as I keep building out my rares, right, yeah. those will all be rares, right? The the I think um, any of this, any sixty eight and above, any sixty eight and above, very rare is going to be good. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, let me make. We are, we are, we are talking about. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking about the rares deck. Mm -hmm. um, you said any, any, anything sixty-eight and above, right? That's yeah. what you're saying. Sixty-eight and above in a very rare is going to. Be, yeah, yeah. I think even lower than that would beat. Because, like, I mean, I have my my highest is sixty-seven, very rare that I would end up using. Yeah, and a 67 is a, what, 102? 101. So that's weird. Wait, so you're not using anything below 72? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I, have one, I have 171, but at the same time, I run a 68 Moral Monkey. Oh, got it. So you're taking two away from there. Yeah. And then I run and you, a, a and, skeleton. And, and, and a gift goat, right? Yeah, and the goat. So I could actually, like, once my once the energetic eel comes in, in a rare, I could probably take out this monkey and then run that. But, yeah. So what do you think about... Um, Good. So as far as the, the rarity points go, like, you're cool with the 15? I feel like I'm trying to tap in right now to see why it wouldn't be cool with the 15, um, right? If you were to decrease that number, you're now just going to, now you're going to bring in more cores, right? Which I think could be more fun. And I think a little bit more of a, uh, you know, to kind of take away a barrier to entry for some people, which is nice, right? Yeah, sure. Um, if you increase it, I guess like that's just what I'm thinking about. It's just the, just that barrier to entry for people to kind of come in. Um. Yeah, so I think that's and then playing what the, I would say. Playing the seven, are you are you good with the seven, or would you like to see it increased, decreased? Would uh, what are your thoughts on the the actual number to win? I feel like seven seven feels good, although just kind of like thinking about you know some of those games, like they can definitely last long. I've had games that have lasted pretty damn long, especially when we keep tying. Um, so seven feels good, but sometimes it does go a little bit too quick and <laughs> user error here. I feel like there's been a few times where I have just like miscalculated yeah. and it's like, I kind of wish seven wasn't the number because like you can so easily, um, I feel that you can so easily just kind of like miss that calculation, which obviously is user error. That's on me, but I feel like when like threes and fours, you can easily get some of those kind of like mixed up and then like someone can win just like that. I don't know if you can connect with it, 
but it's something where if if it was possible to go with like a higher number i think someone would be kind of shaken out of their head for a second and be like hey man pay attention right now you're not you're not doing so well yeah but yeah i would say like if anything i would definitely go higher but would that extend these games out longer? I don't know. I don't really think so. See, I like, um, I would like it, it higher. Let's play, play looser, too. That could also be something. I like it higher because then I could reshuffle the deck. I think you get more reshuffles if you play to higher numbers. Um, that's why I, I like it. I'd like to go a little bit higher because then you can reshuffle the deck or maybe add more cards, get more, more things in, involved. Um, but the 20 is something interesting, too. And I think that... There is a there's a method behind the twenty and the rarity points because it like you can almost see in the deck itself not the deck but like the total collection batches of twenty is like you get real big discrepancies outside of those batch of twenty characters like these twenty are pretty close these twenty are pretty close and then like the the third twenty are pretty close like they seem to be batched together like that um, which is I'm, I'm curious if that's why they have the character being 20 um inside of your deck like i have no idea but i just noticed like if you were to go top tier versus fourth tier that would be a crazy situation like there's you wouldn't you wouldn't survive yeah you get i agree with you about this shuffle i like i like being able to like re like re-engage a strong card or a strong character or a card that you feel more comfortable playing i think it does bring in an element of like um you know a rebuttal of some kind that you know and uh, again i know that playing playing looser was your biggest takeaway with the uh with the four-way recently mm-hmm. and i think that it would be able to say like okay you know what if i don't play this well right now i'm gonna get a second chance possibly um i like that i like that idea yeah it was really cool to play the that four-way i had lunch with josh a couple weeks ago and that's what we were talking about we were talking over like different strategies of gameplay and i was like wouldn't it be nice to have the ability to play multiple people at one time. And I was thinking like six to eight people would be a really cool number. Eight might be a lot, but six is like a, I think that's a good number to really have battles against. And you would run through your deck a lot. It's like basically playing five games at once. Yeah, I think I think getting more people involved is going to be huge. There's there's definitely a ceiling to only two people. I mean, even when I was like I was out in Colorado, like teaching my young niece how to end up playing, and like you know, obviously when you're playing, you're getting excited. People want to join too, and like they couldn't really, at least right. Limitation of what we were doing and where my <laughs> mind was in the moment, because I'm like I'm just still teaching one person. Yeah. But yeah, to bring four people in at once, onboarding more people. I mean, like you can obviously see the benefits of that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but I think it. I think. I think when you have more people playing, um, you're now learning strategy during the game. Right. It's like Definitely. you're you're have one of those one of those teachers who like writes like writes a test and they're like yeah test you but you're also learning something from this test. It's like eh, kind of bullshit, but like <laughs> this ends up yeah, definitely being something uh, where you know, like somebody new can jump in and be like, okay, look, you might not end up winning this like four four way, six way, eight way, whatever, but you're definitely going to pick up the game a lot quicker. I think if you're watching how other people are kind of using their hands, um, and I think that's going to be a lot more more fun as well. I wish there was a component with the four way of some sort of, and this is me just kind of like not having a complete solution here or an answer. Um, but like some sort of speed component to it, like a speed component, like, um, you know, being able to play your highest hand or being able to, you know, um, 
be the person like it brings in another element of strategy uh in some kind of way it's like yeah. okay a card goes in the middle and you now have to somehow be the the first one to do something to now grab that card and it does benefit you in some sort of way there i thought it would be pretty cool to kind of think of that so oh like a little speed round situation something i mean again i'm coming at you with this with like not much of an answer solution or ideas so like it's just yeah. like i think i think that speed component like i love i love when a game gets fast for a second because i think it ends up getting really exciting and i think that like especially with the way things are right now it can end up slowing down a certain way or like if someone's trying to like strategize in a second um you know i think just that that speed option in some kind of way could be interesting so yeah, no, I think that I think that you're right there, and uh, I've been working with Rarity Dale on a couple of different variations of uh, of some cards to introduce to the community to see what they think of uh, to play in addition to your deck to strengthen your deck, weaken your opponent's deck, um, block the TTT, only block or block the tie bank. There's a lot of things that we're uh, we're throwing around, so I, you know, just some things to evolve. I love it. The game's been out for three weeks, and I'm already like. I'm I'm tired of playing heads up. I want to play against more people and I want more cards. So <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. And like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the world has no idea what the game even is. So <laughs> I know. Isn't this just what Web three is? We just want things to move faster. Yeah. Um, precisely at all, at all time. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so curious what's what's going to come up with you know Comic Con if they're going to take the strategy of trying to push the cards more or just push the character development more. Um, Something tells me it's not going to be so heavy on the card component. I'd love to see um, costumes. But, uh, like it makes total sense to have costumes for Halloween at Comic Con. It it makes sense to me that costumes are going to be the thing that drops. But I have zero idea if that's even the case. Yeah, yeah. I would. Well, so much more to come. I I'd, I'd dress up. I'd buy one and dress up right there. No doubt about it. Are you coming down? Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Awesome. Are you staying for the whole weekend? Uh, just Wednesday to Friday. I'm going to fly in Wednesday, fly out Friday. All right, cool. We'll have to get together. Oh, for sure. Fun. Well, hey, do you want to play a game? Yeah, I think my first question, though, was like, do you want to go cores only or do you want to go... What do you want to do? I am not ready for cores only, but I could, I could put oh, together something. Then don't do it. No, we're good. I got, I got, I got both right here. So yeah, I still have to happen. put my cores only deck together. All right, so let me jump off. Of you know what would be a great tutorial, by the way? What's that? If you walk through, and maybe this is so simple, but how to set up this like second cam situation, like for people, like best equipment best like situation what your oh, yeah. kind of thing looks like because i feel like this would be a cool thing that you know everyone kind of there's um you know there's definitely more of a uh like a guideline to follow for all of us so it's standardized in some kind of way because i think that's like the biggest thing and everyone's like can't see your face where are your cards you shuffling and it's gonna <laughs> especially with, with like with with like a thousand dollar you know prize i think it's going to end up coming in like as these as these prizes grow for it's going to sure. be something for sure yeah so. definitely yeah, I think that you have to have the the face cam and you have to have the pocket cam. Uh, I just it's just something that needs to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear you. Um, all right, so let's do this. 
And somebody needs to create a way to shuffle top loaders. Somebody needs to create that mechanism <laughs> to actually shuffle these things correctly. <laughs> all right. Wait, so what what is your strategy though? So like if all if all if all of us are definitely trying to make sure that we're doing it well and no one's cheating. Yeah. Right? Is there is there is I there actually, like a strategy that yeah. we need to make sure that I we're doing it? I actually just talked to Raul about this. So I was previously like I was like uh top to bottom where I was just strong strong cards to weak cards and I was just like stacking my deck like that and then shuffling where now I am like intermixing rares into that that lineup and then yeah. kind of cutting and just trying it that way but with only 20 cards there's like they just end up sticking together it just doesn't matter I don't know what the hell else to do but that's something that I've been doing lately just to like yeah. ease my own mind where I'm like okay dummy why are you putting all of your cards at the top whenever then you start shuffling and then they always end up at the bottom why is that so all right heads or tails heads it is tails and i'm going to throw a wrench in this i'm going to defend first so i'm going to give you what all you right want. let's do it i'm shuffled we're good i guess you can't really see right now you're going to just trust me we're going to be good on this right now but you. i got it right here yep. yeah yeah now me all right let's start with aura Except 25. 24. Oh, nice. All right, so I'll take that. Let's go stamina. I'll decline. Let's jump over to skill. Decline. Aura. Total? 72. 89. Nice. And I also have a theory, like, you play that card that way whenever it's a rare, but if that were a core, there's no way you play that going to total. Say, say that one more time. I said if you played that Alert Ape as a core instead of a rare... I don't think you allow yeah. that to go total. Like you probably accept on what was it, aura? Aura or skip yes, stamina. I guess aura for you is what you brought it to. Yeah. All right. So I mean that was that was my thing. And just I know that we're running through this, but do you have my strategy I think right now is for most people and maybe someone who's not tuned into this, I don't know what they would do, and I used to be completely wrong in terms of my strategy. But if I do want to run this out to total, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to try to get someone, well, because I was, I was defending, right? So in that situation, as I'm defending, I wanted to challenge skill because that's where most 25s are going to end up sitting. And so whether you have that or not, right? I either toss the card at that point, or I know that I'm probably going to end up, or I have a better chance of winning this if I get you to Aura. Now, you know, I decline that, we go to total. But that's what I end up thinking about in terms of strategy. Is yeah. that, does that sound? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think that that's a sound strategy when you're on the defense. When you're on the offense is really where it comes down to a card that you want to try and go total on. Is like, do I just lead with my strength and then push to something that, like, 
and just hope hope that they come back. Like it's it's tough whenever you're that's on the offense. All, that's all luck at that point, right? Because I like, think it's tougher to go total when you're on the offense. Like if you have a a card you're trying to go total on and you're on offense, it is hard to get to total. Yeah. On defense, you can get to total. And I yeah. and I bet you yeah. the percentages are astronomically different. If we played out a thousand hands, it's gonna it's gonna always. I would say the majority of the time, if you're trying to go total, it's going to favor that person that's on defense. Anyhow, and so then if you're attacking, you basically what you're what you're thinking is like you're you have to be okay with folding this card if like your strongest hand is not going to end up working. Yeah, or your strongest. Um, trade is not going to end up working there. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. I feel like I go back and forth on like how I go about doing these. Um, all right, I'm on the attack, right? Yep. Uh, we get. I feel like we. I feel like we got to get you some gems in there. No. Oh, I know. I wish. I wish I had some gems. Show me this, dude. I'll send them. I'll send them to you. There's like, there's like an easy one. It's like 14 bucks on Amazon. It's like. I think it's like a hundred gems. There's like maybe eight different colors, and you just grab the one that has thirteen in it, and you're good to go. Oh, Pretty I'll, easy. I'll check them out. Just shoot me over the link for the Amazon. Yeah, I'll send you. yeah. I was glad I found it. Uh, they might not match exactly, but uh, I don't That's know. Your than gems are cool. Whatever. Plus, we're like old dudes talking about cards and gems right now. It makes it special. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna attack with uh, I'm gonna attack with stamina. I'll decline. We'll go skill. I'll accept. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Cool. All right. So two skill to the middle. You keep the attack. All right. I can attack with aura. Decline skill. We do here. Um, I um. So what do you want to do? Guess so. I'm gonna de- I'm gonna accept. I'm gonna accept skill. All right. Twenty four. I knew you had twenty fives, or twenty fours across. I got twenty five. How did you know that? What was your What was your so when you? I mean, like besides my face struggling to think. No, it was um. <laughs> what did it was like? You said something the second, so I knew I was not gonna accept. I knew I wasn't gonna accept stamina. I knew I was going to have to go total, and in my head, I'm like, he's going to win because he's got a 72. Ah. There was something that you said. I'd have to run it back, but you said something, and I was like, yeah, he's definitely got 24s across. And it's usually it, like somebody says, well, it doesn't matter what I do, or something along those lines. I'm like, like you could say it to throw me off for sure, but like... Most of the time, that person's not trying to throw me off. It's like they have 24s across, and they're like debating whether or not to go a plus three or just cut their losses and do plus two. Like it's it like it happens constantly. 
whenever well, I'm Well, it's a good it. read. It's a good read. I will go Aura. I'm going to decline and go Stamina. Decline. Skill. I'll accept skill. 24. Nice. You got me to go back. Nice. So you got three in the skill. I like it. All right. Tried. I tried in that one. Your attack. Nice work. Uh, let's start with skill. Decline. Aura. I'll accept Aura. <laughs> I wanted to plus three. All right, so you got two on Aura. Trying different we strategies got- here. I feel like this is like, I so want to just keep diving into like, they break down every single thought in hand, and I, I know it can get it's just so much, but not, um, not really. Like, so with the panda, for example, like that's what this whole podcast is about. So, we can break down whatever. So, with the panda, like you started out with skill, I could have easily accepted and just like we probably would have pushed, but then I went with aura, which is a 24 for me, but with the Viking, it's a 25. So, you obviously accepted yeah. at the 25, like you were ready. Plus two, that's cool. I wanted to try and come back to the plus three. And then if worst case scenario, we went total, 74 is not a bad card. You know, there's only two other, well, three other cards that can beat it. You know, so I was trying to get back to the plus three. I don't have any stamina yet, so I wanted to try and get a plus three or a push plus three in anticipation of possibly having a TTT card come up, something like that. Like, I want to try and build that up because you're, you got quite a bit over there. I feel like this is, and this is this is where I get in my head because here with the Viking, and I'm seeing this. I'm seeing my 25 sitting at Aura, and I feel like with the skill, and maybe it's just because of conversations with you, and I feel like it's been something that we highlighted, I think, twice maybe in conversations at least. But with the skill having so many more 25s, um, kind of within the cards. I'm going to start there because even if I have a 24 and I lose that, I'm only losing one smart one token, right? Absolutely. And so I'm not so much going for smart as just like, is this the way to do it? Maybe it, maybe it's not, I don't know. But then like, I'm thinking, okay, so yeah, he can definitely accept it, but if he doesn't accept it, it's either like, it doesn't matter at that point, right? So watch the reason of you accepting it or not. But now, now it's on, now it's going to be on me, right? Because I can definitely end up accepting Aura, or if you jump over to Stamina anyway, I can just decline that. Mm-hmm. And now we're on a stronger number, and then you decline, and then I'm sitting at 73. So I think that's my thought, is that I think I see, I see skill as, and I don't know if I'm talk, talk, talking too much strategy at this point, but like, I see skill as kind of that like trap number for a lot of people. It's like someone who might be a little bit less experienced, I think it's going to be like, you're going to see their eyes kind of light up, and someone who is experienced is going to be really careful around that number. I think so. Yeah, I think you're on. I think you're onto something there. Um. All right, you're up, right? Yeah. I'll attack stamina.
I'm going to decline stamina. And I'm going to go aura. Except. 24. 25. Nice. So two aura. And your attack. Trying to go for the win there if you were going to get over to skill. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm on the attack here. All right. Let's start with... Let's start with skill. Except. 25. 24. <laughs> I've never won with my moth on you. You always take down my moth, no matter what. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. It's just a moth. It's I just mean. a moth. It's, it's a major moth. <laughs> uh, all right. You're up. Oh, yeah. My attack. I will attack skill. I'll accept skill. 25. Why do I have a core? I did I did something. I don't know why. Why do I have a core gorilla? I don't know. No. Um, he's got a 20. He's got a 25. He's got a 23 something, right? He's got a 23. 23, a 25, 23. Yeah, so you got to maximize that. 25 is for sure. Yeah. I feel like I like I I reshuffled earlier trying to get my cores involved, and then I don't know something happened. Anyway, yeah. I'll change that. Um, my attack. All right, I'll attack Aura. Uh, okay, I have to go TTT on this. This is the very rare situation, right? The so, very first time this fucker that. comes up. Are you serious? Oh, no. <laughs> My very first play with it, I get TTT'd. You son of a bitch. Is that is that your first gift goat? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if he gave enough attention to that gift goat when you really pulled it out and showed it. Congratulations, man. Ooh, you're on six. You got your TTT used. One, two, three, four, five, six. You're six, six, and two. Damn. Dude, this, so this is the situation at Nationals. At the tournament, I was playing Atomic, and I was up, I was basically up this. I was six, six, one, and he had one. I lost. Oh, brutal. And that was, that was because, you know, because I kept, I kept pulling the 24s across. Yeah. And I, I didn't really know how to use them. And I think I kept just being, okay, I'll give it up. I'll give it up. I'll give it up because I was so far ahead. And then I think I gave up one extra hand too many. Sure. And then he won. I was like, what did I just do to myself? Bad <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't like a loss. Like, I, was completely, I was so mad. But you know what? His daughter was like, right. He was like, she was like watching. She was so excited for him to win. Like, yeah, it was like a silver lining. In that for sure. So. For sure. Uh, I'm up. Yes, sir. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to attack skill. Except. 25. Ooh. Yeah, so that's six. I have done that. You were just ready to go and accept that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have six skill now. I have to remember this. All right, I'm going to call TTT. Ah, oh, fucking shit. 
<laughs> the moral monkey. Oh, nice. That's a fun card to win on. Right? He's a, yeah. dan- he's a dancer. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second. Pull it back up. That's what am only, I doing to myself? It's only an 85. Have- oh, I have a total 89. I win. There you go. <laughs> See, what are you mad about? You just won. I almost, I, almost, I almost gave it up right away. Look at that. I was like, TTP wins every time, right? No. No. Not right. There you go. You won. Yeah, my very rare is stuck at the bottom. Sure of it. What do you have? My very rare. Yeah, my... No, yeah, what is it? Oh, the... Little bitty monster. Yeah. Cool, man. GG's. It's so fun. I'm 0-2 today. I'm 0-2 today with this new new strategy I've been trying to play. Trying to... um, pushing more to total score even on cores just to throw people off a little bit. Um, but I don't know that it's working out so so hot because it, it gets me into hot water giving up plus threes and plus twos. Like a lot of plus threes actually push to the middle and then it just doesn't work out for me because my cards just aren't coming up the way they need to. Anyhow, Okay. A lot of good strategy talk today. I'll be putting together my core deck. I'll be sharing some of the ins and outs on that as well. Um, I'll definitely make sure that I let you guys know as far as um, keeping you guys updated on the deck builds, um, the cores only tournament. I think I play tonight, so I got to get that ready to go. And then uh, we'll have our draft on Sunday for the for teachers compete and collect to the moon battle series. And yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving and shaking here. Um, anything else, Ryan, that, that you, uh, you're excited about you playing, you're obviously in the core tournament. You're obviously in the, uh, the battle series on our team with the Kraken. Great name. Great name. Now, man, thanks so much for having me on it. You know, this, uh, this opportunity to come talk about this, it's such an early stage in this whole thing. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just been a fun little like side hobby to like really pick up right now. I've been really grateful for it and having you guys around, you know, some of your, just these identities that are really popping out and really kind of shining through, um, everything. I am just grateful for all you guys. So yeah, thanks. Cool, man. Ryan, I appreciate you too, my friend. And, uh, until next time guys, enjoy. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated with each exciting episode until next time. May your strategies be sharp and your decks ever victorious.